everybody. Welcome back to Pour the Tea Podcast. I am Tess. And I'm Mel. I am in a completely different room. If it sounds echoey, it's just, it is what it is. We're making do with what we've got. I'm actually having to record in the garage right now. Long story short, this is what we have to do. You know what? This is real life coming in hot. So (sighs) we do what we have to do. This is sacrifice until we can have our own freaking office. Yes. Recording place together. So... Yes. Thank you for being here. It is what it is. True. I'm just trying to <laughs> minimize the sound because family's asleep and we're doing this late because we're gangster like that. And so this is what I have to do. Because it's it's nutcracker season. It is. Oh, my and that, God. That and that calls for chaos. I know. but Mayhem. It's, it's almost done. <laughs> we're almost there. Almost there. We're holding on by a thread. It'll be fine. <laughs> Oh my gosh, you guys. Well, we are back with another episode of Twin Love. This time we are on episode six, Caught in a Love mm-hmm. Triangle. This drama is oh. starting to come. We're starting to get some drama. Yeah. We had left off last time with Maddie. Maddie kind of had the breakdown in the house. She was having a very, very difficult time. She wasn't feeling anybody in the house. Love was kind of giving her these these vibes he was touching her not in a malicious way he just he's very Mm -hmm. handsy and she was getting annoyed with this and I think overwhelmed with the situation so she wanted to talk to Gabby so we kind of saw them last was they just met up very briefly outside and then we got cut off Mm -hmm. this episode we start off at the garden house it's nighttime Cameron and Matthew, they are saying their goodbyes, but what they don't notice is that the front door opens and a note shoots through. They're still talking. Mm -hmm. They don't have any clue about it. Morgan happens to walk by and she sees it. She picks up the letter and all she can say is, what? And then that's it. That's it. So the Vista house then gets the same note under the door and Samir and Bailey grab the note and... They, too, were like, what the what? Mm-hmm. What's happening here? So the house gathers around because they want to know about this note, too. They're kind of, they have no clue where Gabby is. Gabby's not in the house. All we know is that there's this letter. And they must have read the letter already as they're handing it to Sommer because they're already apologizing. It's like, he, it's addressed to him. Are we already reading it? We're reading what the letter says before he has a chance to even get to it. But he's reading it. And he's just in complete shock. And you and I are just kind of, uh, what happened? We don't know. It's a very, what the hell? Yes, it's kind of like, well, what happened? Where's Gabby? What was Mm -hmm. the result? All we're doing is getting this letter. Well, now we get the 30 minutes prior to this. Gabby and Sommer, they're talking by that infamous fireplace. I don't know why that fireplace is so popular, (laughs) but it's like you get three spots. You get the kitchen. Yeah, you get like three or four spots, I should say. You get the kitchen, you get the fireplace, the hot tub, or you get the twintimacy room. That's it. You're not getting anything beyond or, that. Or that little uh, fire pit place. Because there's a fireplace and a fire pit. Oh. So the fire pit has like the couches and it's oh, like, yeah. oh, let's be yeah. lovey-dovey. Yeah, I wonder if it's just they didn't want them to venture too much into the house. I don't know. It yeah, was weird. I think so, too. Anyways, they're sitting by this fireplace. They're trying to, they're reassuring each other saying, listen, even if it were the girls over here picking, 
I'm picking you, Sommer, regardless. You're my, you're my guy. You're my pick. Sommer, he feels mm-hmm. the same way about Gabby. They've bonded, mm-hmm. and that's all they need. They just need each other. Well, right. Gabby is in the middle of an interview, and she's talking. She's talking about her bond with Sommer when all of a sudden we hear off camera, Nikki, she tells her, your sister's outside. And she says, oh, okay. Well, I mean, okay. <laughs> and she says, yeah. we need you to come outside with us. She needs to talk to you. Okay, no problem. Maddie cannot get to her sister fast enough. She is already it's in tears. Truth. But you can tell she feels bad. She feels bad because she doesn't want to sit there and ruin this for her sister, but she can't take it anymore. I don't know about you, but I've been in positions like that where that anxiety Mm -hmm. builds up so much, you just have to get out. You have to leave. Yeah. And I think that's where she was at. And Gabby, Mm -hmm. her love for her sister is higher than anything else. And she tries to comfort Maddie and says, you know, it's okay. I feel bad that you haven't made any connections in this house yet. I didn't want that for you. Well, Bree and Nikki are kind of wondering, like, are you, what is your decision, Maddie? Are you wanting to leave or are you wanting to stay? And Maddie just looks at her sister and says, I want to go. And Gabby just Mm -hmm. breaks down because she knows what that means. That if Maddie leaves, Gabby has to as well. Despite her connection with Sommer, she has to go. There's just no, you can't, you can't stay behind and your twin leave. And Maddie feels guilty. She sees her sister breaking down and Gabby's trying to comfort her sister as well, but they don't get to say goodbye to the house. That's it. Like they don't go back into the house. Nobody, they, Mm -hmm. they're gone. They're like a fart in the wind. You don't see them again. (laughs) That's it. It's the truth. And it, it, well, and they were one of the, I think they were the last girls to come on because before it was Kush and Love. Mm-hmm. That was the last, you know, newbies to come in. And then before them was Maddie and Gabby. So they really haven't had a chance to be there long enough to start making like solid connections. And it was just like for Gabby, she was just starting to really dive into that in the garden house. And so it's. Yeah. I felt bad for her because, and Maddie felt bad. And you could just tell she felt awful. She didn't want to have to take that experience away from her sister. But she also, she's like, I'm not going to keep myself in an uncomfortable situation either. And I can't say I blame her. I will. And I wouldn't put my, like, if you and I were twins and you came to me and said, I'm so uncomfortable, like, we're gone. Like, that's it. Mm -hmm. Hands down. If if this is a true connection, he and I will talk outside of this. I'm not going to make you go back into a house where you felt uncomfortable. Not going to happen. Right. Absolutely. And let agree. me reiterate here. Love was never being inappropriate. Like he just, right. he's a touchy-feely guy. And that's he this is. experiment. I bet, you know what? He, he made her uncomfortable in other areas, I guess you could say. And, you know, you're you're tied into this house and I think that it can be like a very uncomfortable situation to have to be candid and be like hey I know that we were feeling each other there for you know a day or whatever but this is just too much for me it's I can't do it um because I think then there's that awkward tension kind of just lingering in the air and can you move on do you move on will they move on you know there's all of these questions that are just kind of in the air floating around that you just, you know, you're trying to figure out. So, I mean, same. I wouldn't want you to stay in a situation where you didn't feel good. And I think that she made the right call. Like, as much as it sucked to have to take her sister out of the game, too, 
Yeah. You got to take care of you too, boo. You do. Because at the end of this, this is just an experiment. It's just a game. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's not worth it. Love was completely shocked. You know, everything was going on. Bailey is reading Maddie's note out loud and saying, you know, the note says she's sorry. She just wasn't making connection. She just needed to go. And Love was completely shocked. And just, he looked shell-shocked. Like, he had just, somebody just kicked his his puppy. You know, something something happened. And so, I mean. Well, Love had no clue. I felt for him. Love had absolutely No. no clue that she felt that way. Because she never reiterated well, and it to she, she didn't. And she just picked him. Yeah. In the, you know, where they had to pick a guy to continue on with. She just chose him. Mm-hmm. Even though she said how uncomfortable he made her and how it was moving too fast and it just wasn't a right, the right connection. She still picked him. She so did. You're right. I don't, I don't, I don't know there. I know. Well, in the same token in the garden house, they're reading that same note out loud that Gabby wrote. And you, the look on Sommer's face is utter shock. Utter shock and heartbroken. That was his connection. I think he thought maybe she could potentially be the one. They did have a bond. So, I mean, it's kind of like, now what do you do? Right? Mm -hmm. Your person that you connected with is gone. And if you've not made any other connections in the house, this also just coming off of the fact that Luke and Seth had to leave the house. So it's like I we know. basically had a double elimination in a matter mm-hmm. of just a few minutes for the house. So now it's we're at the much. point that we have four women in the house and five men in the house. Well, it's not going to stay right. that way because it's the next morning. House is still reeling from the previous night. The house doesn't feel the same without Gabby. And you can feel it, the tent, the sadness from Sommer. Everyone's feeling that. And Meanwhile, a couple of the guys, they're in the kitchen, and they're trying to talk to Sommer, and they're asking him, you know, all the same things, right? How do you feel? How are you taking it after last night? And he feels like crap. I mean, rightfully so. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. the rug was literally just pulled out from underneath him. He had no clue. Yeah. But the same token, like, it wasn't anybody's fault. It wasn't Gabby's fault. It's not his fault. It's not anything that they did. The crazy thing in all of this is that for half of this I completely forgot that Luke left <laughs> like I think it just I did too. Got, like so oh my gosh I felt so bad <laughs> yes yes I agree yeah so it was like all you know Luke and Seth left and it was sad because Zoe had a bond with Luke but then Gabby leaves and now we're all reeling from that and we're having to comfort Sommer and it was like oh my god I totally forgot freaking Luke left and left Zoe in the house. I'm like, shoot, I forgot all about that. But um, we go back to, we're kind of going back and forth between the guys and the girls and the girls are asking Zoe, you know, how was she feeling after everything? And she really had a connection with Luke. We all saw it. And she doesn't think that she can get that with anybody else in the house, which I mean, I look, you're in mourning. You're grieving. You're in mourning. Yeah. She did right. mention, though, however, that Sommer being a wonderful guy mm. could be somebody that she could potentially talk to. So we will have to see what happens with those. But back in the kitchen, the guys are talking and they're like, hey, you know, Zoe, she's now single. Luke left. And if we remember, Sommer had originally picked Zoe's picture. It was just that Zoe mm-hmm. had picked also Luke's. And so she got to pick right. Luke. 
he's liked her from the beginning but never wanted to pursue anything because she had a bond with Luke and didn't want to get in the middle of that. So he's just not really sure right now what he's what he should do. So back at the Vista house, they are all discussing Maddie leaving and the note and Jer, he speaks up and he says, you know, he felt that Maddie leaving was very selfish because it messes everything up for a lot of people. And it's like, okay, you you just took your sister out of the game. You took away this bond that was happening. You took away this bond that was, you know, happening. And it, it has a, a ripple effect, I guess you could say. But Love was questioning whether it was him that made her leave. And he he was feeling that guilt. And he was just like, do you think it was me? Do you think I would? And all of these these people were trying to calm him in that way he wasn't frantic or anything but they were just trying to reassure him that no it wasn't you it wasn't you but then here's David in this confessional and he was like yo bro (laughs) you were the one coming on too strong here singing to her Mm -hmm. holding her hand touching her all the time yeah Yeah, she probably left because of that like yeah and and I wish that he would have told I wish he would have spoke up and said Mm -hmm. you know love Maybe you came on too strong. Maybe that's a turnoff for some people. You know, like, yeah. slow your roll here. I know. So uh, that's just kind of where that whole situation ends up um, stopping with Maddie and Vista and Gabby in the garden house. Mm-hmm. And they, they're like, we need some time to move on. We need to refresh the space. We gonna go for a pool party right now. Mm-hmm. So everybody's in some some skimpy ass bikinis they're drinking they're playing beer pong they're having a good time just enjoying you know this newness getting over it kind of bonding together coming back together as a group and and that's where it kind of ends in vista well garden house is also having their own pool party they need to get past it we need to get back on track we need to have fun and see this for what it is and that's just where we're just here to meet people and it not be too intense and too heavy. Zoe and Cameron are talking and Cameron, she happens to mention that it's going very well with Matthew, but the one thing that's really freaking her out is the twin intimacy room. I think she feels a little bit of pressure, you know, guys, I mean, right. They're going to want to, you know, get the milk before they buy the cow. And she doesn't want to, she's not at that place. They want the goods. They want the goods and she doesn't want to give them that. She's not at that place right now. And of course I'm thinking, well, you're talking to the perfect person because Zoe is a virgin and she has been very strong in her conviction. She's stayed true to that Mm -hmm. and she hasn't been pressured to do something that she's not ready to do. So I think it's perfect that she's talking to Zoe about this. She feels comforted about it. Zoe tells her, do not do anything that you are not ready for. No matter how much of a bond you have with this Which person. Which I was slow clapping. This was such a solid conversation between the two of them. Mm-hmm. One that has the experience of waiting and holding those choices like firm. Mm-hmm. And the other that's just like, I'm not ready. I'm not there yet. And she's feeling that. She's feeling the emotion. So well done, ladies. I know. Well done. Way to lift each other up, right? They turn their focus over to Morgan and Mickey this time. And if you remember Morgan, she does have an attraction to Mickey, more of like an intellectual, more of an intimacy, but not the physical. She's really lacking in the physical. She wants to get there. She's just not there yet. And they can sense that something is off a little bit with them. So 
I, they're just going to have to wait and see. That's something that Morgan is going to have to figure out. Because that's like a big thing right now in the house is that Morgan does like Mickey, but she doesn't have that physical attraction. If you don't have that physical attraction, like, yikes, you need that. You do. I mean, it's it's part of the puzzle of a relationship. You know, uh, you have to have that. It's just yeah. a given. Well, we're now brought to Nikki and Bree, and they're in the same place that they were when the show started, and we're introduced to eat a, to a new set of twins. And now we need to introduce some fresh blood into the house, if you will. So we are introduced to a new set of twins, and their names are Ree and Moo, which did we ever get into why her name is Moo? No. So I I was going to ask you about that. I'm like, did I miss it? No. I, I Unless I missed it entirely. <laughs> I don't know. No, I did not catch why that she said it short for something, but she didn't get uh, get into that. So I'm, I'm very curious to know what that stands for or is shortened for. Right? I, they, not that I, I'm trying to think Moo... I don't know. There's no name I can think of that goes with Moo. But these girls yeah. are from the UK. I'm thinking, what in the hell are we doing here? What's going on? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, okay, I'm glad that you're you're saying that because I felt the same way. I, all of these other people, twins, are United States based. Yes. So how is this going to work in the event they make connections with people I have no clue. Go further. I don't think that that's a fair fight. And granted, they are Americans. Yeah. But they live over in the UK. But they have, from what I understood, no plans of moving back stateside. I I think Moo just moved over there to be with Re. I mean, talk about geographically undesirable. I have been talking about this from the beginning. You have. Yeah, you've called it out. And then now you're going to... Who's going to date you? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, not because of your personality or looks or anything. Like, I'm not, every time I see you, I have to go, I have to hop on a plane. It's not like I'm going to be yeah. swimming the Atlantic <laughs> to get over to you. You know what I you mean? You might. Like, I, I'm just like, that sounds impossible. And even if you lived on the East Coast, let's say you lived in New York. I'm, what's that? That's got to be like a six-hour flight. It's still a long time. Well, it's just not practical. Yeah, that's, that's. It makes no sense to me, but here we are, and Re talks about how Moo, she's in a relate when she's in a relationship, her sister gets in her head too much, and intentionally she starts looking for those red flags. I, I don't see an issue with that. I think like you should be looking for those red flags. You should be making sure that those red flags. I don't fault Moot for that. She needs mm-hmm. to make sure that this relationship is going to be okay, but she lacks the trust. Right? So she she has a hard time right. trusting people. On the other hand, Moo says that Re is completely opposite and goes in fast and hard and may need to learn to pump the brakes, brakes a little when she meets a guy, which also can be bad. Mm-hmm. It can. It, you're jumping in too quickly. Yes. And so then you miss those red flags. So mm-hmm. while you got one who's looking for them and maybe can in times make up red flags that maybe aren't there and miss out. And then you got the other one who's probably not picking up on them at all. Two opposite yeah. people, right? Very much so. Brie tells Rhea and Moo uh, to, really go, to really go into this experiment to find love, to really figure out which of the guys they want to connect with because that night 
they're going to have to pick one guy to go out on a date with. And it doesn't matter if they are connected with somebody else. The experiment has already been underway for some time. There is no time to lose. These ladies have to go in immediately when they get into the house, start talking, start networking, figure out who it is that they want to go on a date with that night. Back mm -hmm. at the garden house, the unassuming house guests, they're all lounging around outside, enjoying the peace and quiet when Ree walks in and turns some heads. She is cute. I mean, she's she's very cute. She she's a, I really like her. I like her personality. Mm -hmm. I will say right now, I, I just don't see how this is a fair fight coming in so late. It just kind of sucks. I agree. Well, it does. And it makes me wonder how all of this is going to work. Like, if you're going to continue to bring in more and more and more twins. We can't, right? It's it's the drama. It's the drama factor there. You know, where it's you're tearing people apart mm -hmm. or you're giving them temptation or, I mean, but maybe for those that haven't made a solid connection, it's their opportunity to find somebody. So I, I guess know, it's kind of a double-edged sword situation. Yeah, I guess. I mean, she's definitely caught the eye of Mickey. And right now, mm -hmm. Mickey's in limbo with Morgan because he doesn't know where her head's at. As far as he knows, she's not physically yeah. attracted to him. So he's kind of like, hey, wait a minute, fresh meat. Exactly. So back at the Vista house... Moo comes on in <laughs> and love. It was like love at first sight. I'm telling you, the man could not pick his jaw up off the floor. He <laughs> was feeling her. Mm -hmm. And he said that there was a huge rush of adrenaline for him. And it made me think, hmm, huge rush of something somewhere else. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Call it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I got that feeling. I'm going mm -hmm. to call that out right now. Okay, mm -hmm. love. Okay, so uh -huh. um, she's hugging everybody. She is very social. She's reaching out there. She's trying to make a connection with everybody and just start off on the right foot. Um, she starts explaining that she grew up in Virginia. And then she asks everybody, who's coupled up with who? Before anybody could say anything david asks out of all of the guys here who would you pick and then like, it oh. just kind of kind of cuts off and you're you're left wondering what in the actual hell <laughs> well i mean uh, listen you don't have time it's got to be based off of time. first looks this is not love at first i mean i guess this is love at first sight this is not what is the love is blind love is blind that's right re <sighs> she's she's a uh, getting the down low on who's dating whom, right? She's kind of getting a feel. She's asking everybody who, who's who, who's with who? Like, is there anybody here that's single that I may be attracted to? She tells mm -hmm. us that it's, it's really hard coming into this experiment when it's deep in and there have been these connections made, but she's here to find love and give it her all. I feel like she's just like, you know what? Listen, we're all, we all came in here for the same exact thing. That's to find a connection with somebody else. Sorry if you're connected with someone, I'm going to talk to them. That's it. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, I think that that's fair to say because she is the odd man out right now. She's she's the late yeah. player to the field. So yep. back at Vista, Moo says, you know, just based off of first impressions, she would go after love, which I thought was a good connection because obviously, I mean, the Disney prince really had a thing for her the second she walked through the door but Whitney kind of chimes in and she's quick 
she is quick to lay down the law. She is quick to claim David as hers. And then she (laughs) is also quick to point out that Madison and Jair are together and that Bailey and Samir have a connection. So Whitney's going to lay down that law. She's going to let everybody know that people have staked their claims. Well, yeah, I mean... I don't, you're not going to break up Madison and Jair. It's just not going to happen. Mm-mm. Those two are Mm-mm. all over each other. So this is the time when the ladies are they're having to talk to these guys. The first guy that she pulls aside is Sommer. Sommer, he just lost Gabby, so he doesn't have anybody right now. And he does tell her, look, I, I know I just lost her, but I, I am willing to you know communicate with you, have a conversation, maybe talk, see where this goes. He just casually asks, you know, like, where are you from? She says, oh, I currently live in the UK. <laughs> and he caught on to what I've been saying. Finally, somebody's like, okay. He did. This is geographically undesirable. Like, that's like, he already knows it's not going to work. I was, which I've, I was so glad that you made that comment. I'm, I think it was even in the first, first episode, episode. Maybe the yes. second one. But you called it and you're, for somebody else, you had said, okay, well, this person's here and this person's here. That's not going to work. No. How is this going to work transatlantically? Atlanta? Atla- Atl- transatlantic. Uh, transatlantic? How is this going to be a transatlantic situation? <laughs> Relationship. Okay. It's too late Atlantic. for me to correct you. It sounds perfect. <laughs> well, but not only that, but he's he lives in LA. We've, you and I have done that That's flight. even that further. That is 11 hours. You're not going to do that. You're not going to say, I'm going to come see you this weekend. You come see me the next weekend. That is not No, because you take an entire day to just get there. Yes. And look, some people have done it. I'm sure it's worked out for those. But I am not going to start my relationship with you. With you living so far away, that is just not going to happen. I have to see you in person in order to have that, that bond. I think she can sense that it's not going to work with Sommer. So she next, she picks Kush to talk to. Their conversation's mm-hmm. so superficial. It's all about their bodies. It's not really anything like deep and meaningful. Again, you don't have the time. You have to pick somebody to go out on a date with tonight. So let's get down to the nitty gritty. Mm-hmm. She does tell us that she's in sales and that her sister Moo is into cybersecurity. I was super interested in that. Like, you go, that girl. That is pretty badass. Cybersecurity. Yeah. Next, she talks to Mickey. Okay, she asks if he's seeing anyone, and he tells her he had a connection with Morgan, and it kind of like, you know, kind of at a standstill, but anything can happen. He says, and I quote, I'm very, very open to communicating with somebody else. I'm like, oh, oh, okay, Mickey, we have moved on is what you're saying. You're not waiting around for anybody. You're That is some tea to pour. Your wind, yeah, your door is open ajar, come on in. But meanwhile, you've got Morgan telling the other girls how happy she is with Mickey and can't imagine starting over with anyone else. Where is this coming from? She's got me so confused. And I understand that the situation is what it is. Can you imagine someone who's already having a difficult time making a decision and then you put them in this kind of situation? I'm sure you're going to come across that. Somebody who is too afraid to make that decision, right? Morgan, in an interview, tells us that they are lacking that physical connection. Not they. She doesn't need to say they. She is lacking that physical connection. He would jump her bones right now if she said, let's go. Let's go to the twin intimacy <laughs> room. It's let's do this, right? Hop on the good foot, do the bad thing. Um, but she does <laughs> know. Yeah. 
And she knows that now with Ree in the house, there could be a risk that she loses him. Especially to Sorry. the fact if she's watching, yeah, if she's watching Mickey and Reed talk and they're having a connection, that's I'm a sorry, freaky. but you flat out told him that uh, you were not physically attracted to him. How is he supposed to feel? If somebody said that to me and I was in this whole dating situation, dating show, I'm not really physically attracted to you. I am emotionally, but not physically. Yeah. Deuces. I'm out. I, I know, right? I'm going to move on. You want all aspects of it. Look, if you're not attracted, you're not attracted. I can't help you, but don't be upset if I go on to somebody else. I think what it was is now it's kind of opening up her eyes to the fact that he's not going to wait around for me to figure it out. Like, he's... he shouldn't. Yeah, I mean, she can't blame him. So I think, I don't... To me, when she says these things, I'm like, I think you're really trying to convince yourself that you're not attracted to him. It is okay to not be attracted to him. It is okay completely okay no one faults you for that don't make yourself out to to feel attracted to him for your sister it doesn't do you any i was just gonna ask you that i was gonna ask if you felt that she was holding on to this relationship for madison sister i absolutely i think she knows that her sister has a strong bond with jayer so i think she feels as they all do right they all feel that pressure to Keep that connection alive for their twin. Rhea and Mickey, they're talking about boxing. She loves to box, and he's a boxing coach. He owns his own little boxing gym, I guess is what they're called. Mm-hmm. Mickey may be Rhea's first choice is what I'm taking from this whole situation. She's laughing. She's giggling with them, and he makes him feel good. I think he feels good knowing that somebody's kind of flirting with As him. As he should. And- and you can always tell from body language when someone's like leaning in to talk to you, you know that they're interested in you. So, of course, yes, he's vibing with her. And then a little bit later in the day, everyone's gathered around the kitchen and remakes her decision to go on the date. And it's going to be. And that's where we leave it. Dun, dun, dun. Uh-huh. So Moo in Vista House is really starting to dive into love. The Disney Prince. They talk about him being in real estate and that he's an R&B singer. And I'm okay. We need to <laughs> we need to move on from that, my friend. We need to move on. Let it go. Let that freaking <laughs> oh. go. You are not. You're not an R&B singer. I hate to break this to you. You are not. You're not. Mm-mm. Yes. Uh, you know what? Let I'm not go. trying to crush your dreams here. No, but I'll crush them. You're not. Maybe you are not. Pursue real estate only. Mm-hmm. Let's <laughs> stick with that. Yeah. Yeah. Try, you know what? Do so, you on a Friday night, Saturday night karaoke, pick sure. a song. Everyone's yeah. got their favorite. Do that. If that right. one, if that's what makes you an R and B singer, have that. Just don't be singing in front of girls like this. That was <laughs> no. Nope. I had secondhand embarrassment uh, <laughs> taking it back to the last episode when he uh-huh. was full on singing in front of everybody to Maddie. I think that was her her sign to hightail it out of there. I'm just gonna I'm gonna call it for what it is. Mm-hmm. So, uh, back with Moo and Love, which is just hilarious. Could you imagine if they got together? What's your name? Moo. What's your name? Love. Moo and Love. Love Moo. Moo Love. Love Moo. Moo Love. Uh, Moo Love. Moo Love. <laughs> Weird. She has two tattoos that represent The weekend, the singer, which I thought was really kind of strange. But Love is all about that life. And he's like, The weekend. 
influenced me to become an R&B singer. And I, I just had to look away. So mm-hmm. um, she plays soccer. She played in high school. She played club soccer in college. And she's, she's very fit. Both of mm-hmm. her and um, her sister, Ree, are in very good shape. But uh, Moo and Liv have a lot in common. And she's interested in pursuing him more. So we'll see where this ends up going uh, between the two of those lovebirds. Mm-hmm. Did you know that Nikki and Bree play, played soccer and were quite good at it? Did not know that. And they were at one I time see considering them being soccer players. Yeah, they considered going professional. And then look at where life turned, right? You know what? You just never know. Back at the garden house, we see that Ree asks Mickey if we're all shocked. We're not. If you would like to go out on a date, she doesn't. She had to. She had to do it in front of Morgan. But yeah, she asked him in front of Morgan. He agrees, but what he does that I don't like is he kind of was braggy about it, and he did it in front of her. I th- yeah. And I don't know if it was like a petty thing to just be like, look, oh, you know, like, yeah, of course I'm going to go out with you. Ha ha, you know. Like, look, Probably. I can get anybody. I don't have to wait for you. That's what it seemed like to me. And look, I know that she said that she was struggling with the, the physical aspect of your relationship, but you, you don't have to kick a dog when it's down. For good no. lord. I mean, she just she feels bad enough as it is but what it's doing is it's making her feel pressure to to like you physically and she's gonna Mm -hmm. you're gonna force her into something that she doesn't want to do and that's not a way to start a relationship but this pick it does leave visible tension in the house the house has bonded with morgan the house has not bonded with re there is somewhat of a loyalty to Morgan. So of course everybody's going to feel kind of a little tense about it and knows the situation and the relationship there. Cameron even says Mickey is putting himself in a bit of a pickle. But again, I'm like, I, I know I'm vacillating between the two, but what does he do? Right? Like he's not, he doesn't have to wait around for Morgan. He can say yes, he can do it in a nice calm way and not a braggy way. But on the same token, like he has every right to say yes to that date. Like, sure. screw the pickle. He has every right to tell her, I absolutely will go out on a date with you. It's night, and Rhea and Mickey, they're on their date. They come to, they're like walking down this path, and they come to a fork in the road. It's got a sign on the top and on the bottom. It says, on this direction, you can go camping. In this direction, you can go glamping. I know which one I would pick. I'm going glamping. Do not, mm-mm. I'm going to pick glamping. I am not one of those. I do not like to camp. Give me the glamping. (laughs) (laughs) I just don't like it. But she does not like to camp either because she was attacked by ants one time. If you have ever been bit by a freaking fire ant, you know that that freaking hurts. And that's just by one. That's a pain. They attack. They're like sneaky little bitches too, right? Like you don't feel them crawling (laughs) on you until there's like a few of them. And then all of a sudden they all start Mm -hmm. attacking Oh my God, that hurts. That makes me so angry. And we have them so bad here in Texas. So I feel you, girl. I feel that. I'm not not messing with bugs. Mm -mm. No, I agree on that front. But back at Vista House, Moo obviously asks Love to go on a date with her. We saw that one coming too because Mm -hmm. it's the only one they showed for this episode. So they too have the option to decide if they're going to go glamping or camping and love and moo choose camping for their date, which 
you know what? I'm not opposed to. I feel like I could do the camping side of things. I can't sleep on the ground anymore because I've got some back issues. But I I could sleep in a tent. Do I like the trailer? Absolutely. But yeah. I could sleep in a tent. I just need something up off the ground. So anyway, on that note. She likes that he is career-driven and wants to see if she can get deeper with him. He asks her what her purpose on Earth is, which I thought was kind of a strange question to purpose ask. Purpose on what, Earth. What is your purpose on Earth? It, it, it makes me... It made me think that she sounded like an alien. What is your purpose? Like, E.T. phone <laughs> home. Like... You know, kind of thing. Yeah. He asked what her purpose on earth is, and she said she just wants to make people happy. Okay, I love it, but don't make mm-hmm. people happy and lose yourself in the process. You know what I right. mean? Make Good sure point. you keep yourself, too. Yeah. So she asks him the same question, and he says that he had a really hard time with bullying growing up, and him and his brothers, and they had a, a massive glow up, which we've talked about before, but he wants to leave a path for younger South Asian kids to explore their creative passions. Hmm. That is a loaded question, which I feel, that's great. I love it. But that could mean anything, which I love too. And I hope that he meant anything. So whether that's art, music, science, whatever it is, he wants to make sure that these kids have the same opportunities growing up. Mm. So she's looking for someone that is career focused, which I feel like love is, uh, but also someone that likes to have fun and wants to travel. I'm here for that. Yeah. Love agrees, and he's like, oh, I love to travel. Like, I love to travel with my mom and dad. We've traveled a lot growing up. And he, she kind of changes the subject, and she's like, it's getting chilly. And Love is like, let me take off my jacket and put it around you. She's like, no, 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 don't worry about it. And she Mm -hmm. confesses to the camera. She's like, it's not chilly. I just kind of wanted to see what he was going to do. So props Mm, to Love for being a gentleman there. But he then suggests, let's go for a little snuggle time in the tent. Mm -hmm. And there's Mm -hmm. like a a bed set up in there. So he asks her to kiss her and he just goes in and they start making out. And when he finished kissing her, he said he just came out of a dream world, which I was like, okay, all right. So you're forming a connection here. Mm -hmm. But I feel like he moves very quickly. So. Oh, absolutely. You know, I I don't know, but we'll see what happens. Oh, my gosh. Well, on the garden side, the glamping is set up nice. I really liked it. I'm like, this is the way (laughs) I would expect. (laughs) This is the way I would expect a campsite to look if by some miracle the boys could ever convince me to go. I would go glamping. <laughs> I want my lanterns out there, my little picnic. I'm not laying flat on the ground. I don't even want a blow-up bed. I expect a mattress. Look, <laughs> I'm not... I, you take your, your uh, what is it? Oh, man, what are those? Te- you, you you get your Tempur-Pedic out there. Oh, absolutely. That haul that big-ass thing out there. Look, I could see it. I just turned 40, okay? Like, the body changes <laughs> when you hit 40. Oh, let me just tell you. But <laughs> they're sitting down, and Mickey spots one of those this or that cards. So then they sit down, and he wastes no time. He grabs it immediately and starts to read it. 
And Reese says in an interview that she knows Mickey has had a longer time to get to know Morgan, but has from the very beginning felt like something was off between the two of them. She could sense it. Mm -hmm. And you know, when she said that, I'm like, did you sense it, baby girl? Or was it because you were feeling him that you were hoping there was something that was off? You know, I mean, because there's a difference. Or were you talking to the other girls in the house and them? you got that vibe that there was an opening there that you could kind of whoop, swoop, and pull? Swoop in, yeah. There's a little bit of a crack there and you maybe wanted to fill it. I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know. But the girls, I don't know. The girls seem kind of loyal to Morgan. So I don't I know. I think so. But they start to play 20 questions to get to know each other. And some questions are a freaking waste of time. Don't ask me what my favorite body part is on me, on myself. Don't ask me that question. That's a waste of time. Uh, how about time. your favorite color? Uh, uh, yeah, okay, we can how say that. How about your favorite Couple. color? What does that have to do with anything? It, exactly. But what I'm does like, that have to do with anything? That's not digging deep. That's I, mean, not, these, I don't care what your favorite color is. Are they like icebreaker questions? Is that what you're trying to get at me? I'm like, I guess. Another question that he asks, Re, is... Who do you think that your twin, Moo, is going to go for in the other house? She guesses love, and and that is actually who Moo is on her date with, is love. Mm-hmm. That's part of that telepathy thing that they had before. Reed tells Mickey that she was nervous to meet, or to, she was nervous to pick him for the date because of his connection that he had with Morgan. You know, he just tells her, look, I understand it's understandable to feel uncomfortable, but you need to find comfort in the uncomfortable. That is where mm-hmm. you're going to grow. I agree with him, right? I think this is turning out to be in the best possible way for both of them. He's feeling her. He's grateful that she picked him. Let's not kid ourselves. He's, he's stoked sure. on it, right? He wants to know three of her strengths, and she names her drive as the first. She's got a really, really strong drive, it's motivated to do things. She's got a caring heart and her ability to put others first. I'm like, again, with the pageantry. I'm like, mm-hmm. why not? Are those really, like, if somebody had to describe you, are those your, are those three? This is not an interview. That's your Miss America questionnaire. Yes. I'm like, what are my World three peace. strengths? Like, I'm, I don't, I'd be like, well, my three strengths. That would be a hard question to answer. I'd be like, my sure. caring heart and the fact that I am selfless. And the fact that I make cookies for the elderly every weekend and I bring that to them. And then I do the Meals on Wheels as well. No, you're going to say something like, look, I'm a badass. I don't let anybody push me around. You F with me. You've F with the wrong person. I mean, like, I'm going to be as honest as I possibly can with somebody. And I don't feel like those were honest answers. She may be those things. But again, it just felt like a job interview between the two of them. I don't know. I'm, I'm being a little harsh on her. I do like her, but I just felt like you're giving answers to something that you want him to hear. Like, it's not what you really think. That's not how right. you would describe it's yourself. It's superficial. Yeah. They both talk about how their twin comes first to them in all aspects of their life, which we've heard before. We get it. We know. I mean, Mickey says in an interview that with Ree, he never feels this pressure with her and he became very quickly that they bonded and he's got a connection and they're moving fast as hell she kind of throws the ball back into his court by asking if he wanted to go uh out on a date with her again or to get to know her more in the house and he says yeah he really really likes her and then he seals the deal with a kiss like they seal it off they're like okay look we've we've established everything let's make out right 
We get down to the nitty gritty <laughs> of it. That's what he came here for. Let's make it. Let's let's stick let's our tongues down each other's throat. Yeah. Well, back mm-hmm. at the house, the ladies are by this infamous fireplace again that we've talked about. I mean, honest to God, if this fireplace could talk, I can't imagine the conversations. <laughs> Cameron asks Morgan how she feels about Ree and Mickey going on a date. Morgan tells the ladies it made her nervous at first because Mickey has been her number one. And he has. We've, I've not seen her bond or talk to anybody else. And if he comes back from that date feeling Ree, then Morgan needs to step up her game. So she's not, she's not willing to give up. I'm like, but you don't have the physical freaking attraction to him. You're trying to force something that isn't there deep down. And I don't know ultimately why. I mean, I guess because if she does not picked, there's a chance that her twin gets, I guess. But maybe it's a risk you're willing I, to take I think and be like, that's look, it. look, whatever happens, happens. Like, I'm proud of my twin. Right. She found the love connection. I'm just not going to work that hard at something. Like, I don't want to chase you. And that's what I feel like she's mm-hmm. having to do. She's having to chase him now. She's obviously hoping that the date goes bad because she's now realizing just how much Mickey means to her. I say that, but like, I think it's more of like, she's now realizing that she had that connection. And if they're not connected, she now has to work that much harder to find somebody else in the house. Everybody's, you know, booing up with somebody. She's running out of options. She has nothing. We go back to the glamping and Mickey and Ree, they've made their way to the bed in the tent now. And they're just, you know, making out, locking lips. At first, it looked like it was dawn. Like, the way that they had... I was like, oh, my God, have they been freaking making out all damn night? night. I'm like, oh, my God, her poor face is going to be so chafed. Because they've been making out this whole time, (laughs) but it wasn't. I think it was just, like, the lighting of it. So, we see Zoe and Sommer. They sit down for a chat. Zoe just lost Luke in the elimination and Sommer lost Gabby. They've got that connection, right? They're both in their grieving process. Sommer had originally picked Zoe's card on the first date when they chose who they were attracted to at first sight. So Sommer always was interested in Zoe from the beginning. But because she picked Luke, he wasn't going to step on any toes, which is mm-hmm. like, great. I mean, Respectable he made room. dude. Yeah, he made room for Luke, for Luke to make that connection. Zoe misses Luke, but he was always really glad, but she was always really glad that Sommer was still in the house because he makes her feel comfortable and makes her laugh. And I mean, I love that. I know. I really like Sommer and I like Samir. It feels natural for her being around him. It's very comforting. It's, there's no awkwardness. I think they just kind of ease into conversations which is really nice because they've really got to get to know each other. Now they're like, holy crap, you lost your person, I lost my person. You know, mm-hmm. they have to already still deal with that, reeling from the fact that they have no partner, and now they're like, oh, crap, I, I got to make a connection with What somebody. are we going to do? Yeah. yeah. They agree to continue to connect and to see if a spark is there for them and if there's anything that can develop. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see if their journey – you know, develops into anything more because Matthew, he's wanting to play darts with Cameron. So we now pan over to Cameron and Matthew kind of playing their darts games. They're, they're going strong, these two. They are. They're cute. They're I actually really like them. And this is an ideal date for Cameron because she's a competitive person. She loves this date. Okay, so let me put a pin in in Cameron and Matthew here because they are a couple that you would not expect Mm-mm. to end up together. 
ha- he's a frat. He's the f- the one that comes in with his neon pants and mm-hmm. his MC Hammer pants and super loud frat boy life of the party. And Cameron reminds me of like a Victoria's Secret supermodel. Like she's uh-huh. super cute. She's beautiful. Um, and I just would not pair them up. But I love their connection. I love their their relationship. Like it's really unfolding to be something something great. I, I think it's also his personality because I, I will say. Matthew, he's not coming off very douchey to me right now. And he's very, like, a very mm-hmm. calm personality. I think he was up front. Yeah. It was off-putting to me. But now that I'm getting to know him, he's just very, like, look, let's go play darts. I'm not competitive. Well, like, and if I you think win, you that win. he's had cool. to be that way because he's a military brat. I know. You know, for lack of a better word. I think that he's had to be outgoing. He's had to put himself out there because... Of how having to move from place to place to place to place to place, like that takes a toll. You have I'm to sure. figure out how to crack the code with people. So I think that that's mm. his whole MO getting in the door. And then people start to get to know him and the real him. And then he's okay. It's like they got to keep those walls up, right? Because they know that they're going to leave or the person that they become friends with are going to leave. That's just the way it goes in the fa- right. in military families, right? Absolutely. So it's either you go into something with your guard up or you go into something with like, I'm going to be open and honest with every, with any friend knowing that this person's going to leave me and I just have to be okay with that. I don't, I mean, I don't know Mm -hmm. how that would shape you. I don't know how that would shape you as an adult. I'm sure that's hard. Yeah. Like I said, it, it just shapes you, but he isn't letting... Like the negative thoughts about his childhood and the way that he grew up affect his relationship with Cameron because he really likes her. So it pans back over to Moo and Love who are still camping and making out with each other. And at some point you just kind of get the hint, you know, okay, all right, okay, we're still Mm going to be making out. Mm-hmm. But then it moves over to Bailey and Samir, who I really love them together. I love Samir. I think Bailey is a sweetheart, too. And she um, she had started making a connection with Seth, who left with his brother, Luke. Uh, Samir wants her to meet his family, and she asked if his family would like her, and he said they would absolutely love you. He then asks her about her family, and she said she hasn't really opened up about them at all. And she said that if she told him about her life, he would be surprised. And so I was really curious to know what she was going to say here. She ends up confessing to Samir that she grew up incredibly poor and how she just never knew how every day would be. She didn't know one day from the next if they were going to have something to eat, if they weren't, if the lights were going to be on, if they weren't, if the water was going to be running, you know, if they had hot water. She said that there would be times when they were at their dad's house where they had $50 for a week for that to last five people for food. That's what, you know, I just, I I know that this is a serious thing that happens and is happening right now, but what a thing to confess. Um, Mm -hmm. But also what, what a story, you know, they, these girls have, have gone through it and you would never ever guess looking at them you would think never stereotypically that they had an easy life 
that they're beautiful and well-rounded and have great personality. I never would have ever guessed that she would say something like this. So needless to say, I was very shocked by her confession. But she said that she has never lived in a house where she's felt completely comfortable and not very many people know that her and her sister went through all of this because they hide it very, very well. Yes, absolutely Mm -hmm. agree. But Samir is so sweet and he reassures her that she should never be ashamed of her upbringing because it's made her into the person that she is now. I love him for that. Thank you, Samir, for acknowledging her past, but to not, you know, help her to not focus on that and how, look at where you are now. Look at how far Mm -hmm. you've come. Yeah, that's true. She said that... What has been holding her back is that she's always lacked stability in her life. And she's finally at the point now where she's experiencing that, that she feels open and safe enough to let someone in. She tells Samir that he is literally everything that she's been needing in her life and that she sees so many things in him that she's wanting and never actually thought was a possibility for her. Mm. So needless to say, he was speechless to hear her say that and he just had the biggest smile on his face just grinning ear to ear knowing that he was the person that made her feel safe enough to share these feelings and thoughts and um, really dive into her past there but she just said that she's excited about everything moving forward with him and you know they smile at each other they're hugging and they kiss and then it kind of moves on so I, I was I was very surprised to hear all of this going down but you know what Bailey and Zoe you guys again humble beginnings I can't say that enough I feel like a lot of them have have their own their own stories and own hardships that they've had to endure to get to where they are today so um, definitely a a props to y'all there is a lot right when you really get to know these people's back like their backstory these people yeah. have been through some shit. I mean, really, cancer, yeah. parent death, parent not being present, uh, being so poor, coming from war-torn countries. I mean, it's just these people have been been through it, and they are so young. Yeah, like, it's and just they're thriving, nuts. and they're and thriving. They're doing it. it they're doing end. life. Yes, yeah. it's crazy. It's insane. I mean. I feel for him on those. And I really, yes. really like Samir and Bailey. I really I like them. They're such a cute couple. I do too. Well, Ree and Mickey, they return to the house. And all of the house guests, they're in the room. They're in this room just staring at them, right? They're just they're just staring at them and they're waiting to know how the date went. They want that tea. They want that tea hot. And Morgan. Morgan wants to know. She's sitting right there, eyes are locked. But do you want to know? She's like, she's like trying to read to him, like, say it was bad, say it was awful, say you'll never go out on a date again. Well, uh, that ain't what happened, right? I mean, he had a grand old time. He had a fantastic time. He does keep it cool and, and does say that the date was cool. He does reveal that they did kiss. All Morgan can say is amazing like I, I i get it what is she supposed to say in that situation right i mean she's not supposed to be like oh my god yeah. i'm so happy for you too but she's not also right. gonna be like that's great bitch that's my man back up right i mean she's just gonna be mm-hmm. like oh okay like 
good for you two. You know, I don't know. That yeah. would be so such an awkward situation. I wouldn't even want to know how the date was. I'd be like, don't tell me. Mm-mm. I, I probably would have left the room. I like, would have. I just spare me the details. But I think that they have to. I think production forces them to come sit in. Probably. There wouldn't I be any that. drama. Well, she is now nervous knowing that the date went so well because uh, she knows she's got some work to do. I mean, she's holding back tears when she finds this out. Mm-hmm. She really, really needs to talk to Mickey. She pulls Mickey aside to have a chat. She tells him, look, I care a lot for you. I really want to see that something happens. I just need a little bit of extra time. Honey, you don't have, that is not a luxury you get Boo-boo. in this experiment. Wake, honey, I want to tell you, like, <laughs> no. Okay, you can't. The time is now. The time is upon us. The time has arrived. Like, you either shit or get off the pot. Like, you need to decide. He knows that they have a connection. He gets it. Him and Morgan have a connection. It's easy for them to talk to to each other. But then here comes Re. Re is, it's flows. It's effortless. Everybody wants a relationship like that where it's just effortless. I don't want to have to work so hard at it. We've seen it in mm-hmm. other shows when there's only one person putting in the effort. It sucks. It's just not it going to work. Yeah. So it makes sense that he's kind of leaning towards Re for a relationship that's so much easier and so much more relaxed. Hell, I'm going to pick somebody like that. Yes. She, Morgan gets emotional. And, you know, this is, she doesn't, she doesn't like it. She doesn't like that he's dating. Well, like you don't have that power to tell him look or you could i guess i guess she could just say to him please don't date anybody else i really want to make this work between you and i can we see which about i that? think that if she truly wanted that mm-hmm. she would yeah. you know what that's that's my that my motto for 2024 if mm-hmm. they wanted to they would if they want everybody should live by that motto if you wanted to you would. If yeah. they wanted to, they would. Yeah. And if I think that it, Mickey is, yeah, and I think Mickey is is waiting for her to say it, you know, waiting for her to make that full commitment mm-hmm. of please don't do this with anybody else. And she's just not giving it to him. I think no matter how hard she tries, she can't get there. It's, I, I, I so just. Too. I think she's doing it for her sister. You're trying to force it, honey. You can't. It's just, it's not there. And that's okay. It's okay Mm -hmm. that it's not there. He just needs to figure out what he's going to do. That's what it comes down to. Like, he's in a conundrum. He's, he has all the power. He Mm -hmm. now has the control over who he's going to pick. And I don't think he means it to be malicious, but he's keeping him hanging. He's not going to make a decision right now. He just needs to process it through he talks to Aaron. He kind of just tells him, look, Morgan was crying. I feel like Morgan doesn't open up well. You know, she doesn't open up enough for me as opposed to Re. Like, Re is just an open book with me, and I like that connection. But at the same time, like, I've had this bond with Morgan, and I know that we've had some really, really good times in this time that we've been together. But then again, Re's moving up maybe to my number one spot. He's just really really confused and he is in like the title of the show says he's in a love triangle part of me believes that he really kind of enjoys 
this. Like he enjoys having the ladies kind of fight over him. Like why not? It's a puppet situation. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So back at the Vista house, Kara and Andrew have recently started dating and this is identical to their twins. Their twins, Cameron and Matthew, are dating as well. So Kara kind of confesses that she's scared of these deeper connections. She's had a guard up and has slowly been letting down her walls, and she doesn't want to get rejected and doesn't want to get hurt, which I think is fair. But in the same sense, you're here to spill your guts. You know, Mm -hmm. you're here to lay it all on the line and to, you know, like we've been saying this entire episode, to get into the nitty gritty, to, you don't have time to, to wait for the heavy stuff. So Andrew asked if she's experienced those things before. And Kara said that her ex really burned her and he would get mad if she went out without him. And he was very possessive. He cheated on her. And Andrew just said, that is not who I am. I'm not that kind of guy. I'm not the jealous type. I would never cheat on you. But mm-hmm. Kara said that she is the jealous type. And and they're having this conversation back and forth where Andrew's just like, it's sad that you, if you can't trust the other person, like you have to be able to put your full trust in somebody yeah. to be able to make the relationship work. And I'm like, way to go, buddy. Yes, absolutely. I don't know. On the other hand, I'm like, But you can't, like, she obviously has trust issues. It's not going to be easier for her to just jump into something. Like, it's, it, you can say all day long, like, you have to give trust. She would love to. Like, she, she just hasn't been shown that. She said it in the very first episode. Every boyfriend that she's ever had has cheated on her. There is no, there's not been one healthy relationship that she has had. Now, I don't know if she's seeking a specific, like, she's got a bad picker, like you've said in the past. Maybe she does. But she's just not going to be like, here, here is all of me. Here's right all now of for me you to take. Yeah. <laughs> let me, yes. let me just open myself up and be vulnerable to being hurt again. She's not going to do that. Sorry. Yeah. Not going to happen. Yeah. Valid point. Valid point. But he's worried that Kara isn't over her past relationships and he doesn't want to push her, but he wants to know that she can fully trust him, which I feel like is valid too, because yeah. again, Time time constraints. You know, you've got to jump right. in the deep end here. Uh, but he wants to know if she's not feeling him so he can kind of move on and let this whole relationship idea between the two of them go if it's not going to go anywhere. She said that he feels like he comes off as a player and he didn't disagree, but he also said that's just not, it's not who I am. And to me, he seems more tender than Matthew. He seems more of the calmer one, more of the introvert, whereas Matthew is more extroverted. Um, So, you know, I don't know if this is one relationship that's going to survive or if, you know, Andrew is going to wait around. I'm anxious to see how this is going to work out or if it's not, um, because I don't think that he necessarily wants to just hang out and see I think he I wants think someone so. to come in and just kind of take it by the reins and, and, and jump in and be like, all right, let's go. You know, like, yeah. let's do this relationship. Yeah. So, and I that's don't know. Okay. I don't, I'm not confident in this one. Yeah, it's okay that he's like that. I mean, he has every, he, nobody told him that he has to wait. No one told her that she has to rush into things. I mean, it's just kind of, right. that's that's the give and Where take. Where they're at in their lives. Yeah, yes. that's the tug of war of this experiment. 
It is all about stepping outside of what you know and what you're comfortable with, and you're having to meet Mm -hmm. somebody in the middle. In the middle. That's just the way it goes. Mm -hmm. You know? And You're absolutely right. I think it's working for some and not working for others. It's the next day. Everyone's gathered around the kitchen, and the house guests are kind of like, are we going to have another challenge? Are they going to bring somebody else into the house? Surely they can't be bringing more people into the house. It's going to be a challenge. Well, they hear a knock on the door. They go to investigate. And the last thing that we see in the episode is them opening the door and them having this surprise look on their face. I'm like, are we really going to bring in another another set of twins? Like, at what point do we stop bringing in people? Okay, what's your prediction? I th- Well, I think it's going to be people. I think... If it were a challenge, we would have been outside sitting down. I would imagine that it would be girls because then, because right now it's balanced. It's what, five to five, I think. So they have to offshoot it. So it's got to be girls. I Okay, here's my thought. I think they're going to bring Seth and Luke back. And I'm just saying it because. Oh, really? uh, Maddie and Gabby left the same day that they did. So it was the opposite elimination from what should have happened. So I think they might bring them back, see if maybe with having Re and Moo in there, things kind of get, you know, where people are picking other people. Yeah. I mean, it's a possibility it because a possibility. I feel like they didn't get a, a, a solid a- goodbye. It was overlooked. And maybe that was the whole point behind it to maybe. just like, okay, get out the door. Oh, we've got this distraction. Yeah, maybe that. Oh, maybe production knew where Maddie was at in her mind. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. know, man. Wouldn't that be wild? But then now you're like, Ugh. Sommer is like, well, that would suck for him because he's like, well, I would have nobody. It would. And I don't want Sommer to go without a date. I don't either because mm-hmm. I love Sommer. I know there does have to be the drama, and I will tell you, there hasn't been much in the way of drama. Normally, you would think like yeah. there would be some cat fights over guys, but there really hasn't. No. I don't know though. No, I, I think the I think the Re and Morgan thing is going to be an issue. I don't think Morgan's just going to let that go, and I don't think Re's no, going to just see let her that go. Just kind of, I don't see them to just sit there and take it either one of them. So no, oh, we'll have I mean, to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. Oh my gosh, we've got three more episodes, everybody. So if you are not watching it. Please go and watch it. Or if you're just waiting for our recap, we appreciate that. And I hope we're doing a good enough job. But come back for our next episode, episode seven, where we dive more into this love triangle and see what happens. See who's behind the door. Is there somebody behind the door? Is it just Nikki and Bree going to tell us this is a challenge? We don't know. But listen, guys, thank you so much for listening. Come follow us on all the things, all the socials. We've got TikTok, which... We just got an announcement that TikTok doesn't want to, you know, brag about podcasts anymore. What's up with that? I don't know. It's ridiculous. But we're still going to put our stories out there. We're still going to bring the laughs. But you can also find us on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook. If you want to shoot us an email, come talk to us on Podcast at gmail.com. Please, guys, if you don't mind, will you rate us wherever you get your podcasts? Five stars, please. We really appreciate it. It helps get our our podcast out there. It helps get the word, spread the word. Tell your friends, tell your family. Tis the season to be giving. And the giving would be the name of Pour the Tea Podcast if you're not listening. And um, until next time, guys, (laughs) we love you. And thank you guys so much. 
Yes. Bye, everybody. Bye.